Off the ball. That was serious. He was furious. He wanted his net. Just won the World Cup. You won't let me clip a little panel of net. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Well, Shane, that was a sensational finish at Craven Cottage. Manchester United taking all three Premier League points with a 2-0 win against Fulham and scored by the young teenage sensation from Argentina, Alejandro Garnacho. What a finish to that game and uh, perhaps maybe not a deserved win for Manchester United, but... What a goal to finish it with. Yeah, look, it was a cracking game, Stephen, wasn't it? A really, really enjoyable game to watch. Both teams were, were, were trying to play out from the back. Both teams were trying to press the other team high up the field. So it was real kind of risk and reward stuff. You were either were turned over or you managed to get out and you were through. So it, it led to a very enjoyable game. Um, but I did think Fulham had the better of it. Uh, they were very, very impressive. Willian in the first half um, was, was really, really super. Um, in the second half, probably from an attacking perspective, Dan Daniel James was the one who really took it to them in the second half. He was very, very good and, and you know, instant impact with his goal. Um, but yeah, Polina was was outstanding throughout the whole game. And, you know, I think Fulham will be looking back at that game and wondering how the hell they've, they've, they've managed to come away from it without any points. But look, we got big impacts from substitutes, that's for sure. And look, what do you say about this 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 young fella? He's, you know, been a lot of hype all week. He was really, really good in his last couple of appearances. And from the moment he came on today, it's just, I know it's it's cliche, but it's that he, he is the ultimate example of edge your seat player. As soon as he gets it, you're on the edge. Me and you were both leaning forward every time <laughs> that he, he got the ball. You're you're waiting for something to happen with him. And look, I suppose just around the time where the game, as you I think you had actually uttered the, the phrase, it may be starting to peter out. Um Garnacho gets the ball and, and plays the one two with, with, with Ericsson and uh absolutely jet healed to get onto the return pass and, and such a cool finish. Before we get deep into United then and Garnacho, interesting what you're saying about Fulham there and just how well they played because we know they were missing Alexander Mitrovic, their star man who's got nine goals. That's so important for them if they're to stay up. We know he will be back after the World Cup, of course. You can understand maybe minding himself before the tournament as well, but he had a foot injury. Then they had suspensions to Kenny Tete and to Harrison Reid as well. Two very important players for them. So to come out with a performance like that against Manchester United must give them, despite losing, will give them maybe just a little bit of confidence because they also really pushed Manchester City to the pin of their colour last week and were unlucky to lose that game at the death to a penalty award to to Kevin De Bruyne. So what I'm saying, I suppose, is just the confidence they've gained from these two defeats will be pretty good, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I'll tell you what they've done is they've shown a, a huge amount of tactical flexibility because I'll be honest with you, looking at their numbers this year and looking at that game last week, I assumed they were going to be quite passive today. I really did. I thought they'd, they'd drop off and allow United to have the ball, but it was anything but. Um, I mean, for a team that have averaged around 42% possession so far this season, they had a hell of a lot more of the ball than United had today. I'm not sure what the exact numbers were, but I'd imagine they, were, they came out the better side of the possession. Um, as we said during the commentary, Tom Kearney coming into centre of midfield I thought he was absolutely excellent alongside Polina in there and they were very very impressive look there was no doubt in the first half we were talking about at half time how much they missed Mitrovic to be fair to Vinicius I think he improved in the second half he still wasn't Mitrovic at the end of the day Um, and you know Pereira just looked to me a bit frustrated he was you know constantly trying to create something I don't think he got the movement that he wanted um, from Vinicius he, he has a, seems to have a telepathic understanding with, with, with Mitrovic and he, he missed him badly they need him back um, as impressive and all as they have been 
the table is so condensed at the moment that it's very very easy for one of those mid-table teams to get sucked right down into it but I'll be honest based on what I've seen today I would I would think Fulham could be pretty okay yeah definitely looks that way the one thing uh, when you're looking at Fulham as well is their defensive solidity they, they look really good there and that's with Tim Ream playing alongside um, Issa Diop and of course they had a standing right back today uh, in De Cordova Reed and then on the left they got Anthony Robinson so it's a good unit there and uh, I think compared to the last time they were in the Premier League when Tim Ream actually looked really he was all at sea in a lot of games but he seems to uh, really kind of dug in there and uh, seems to be forming a good partnership with Issa Diop Yeah he was solid out today the two of them were, were, were pretty flawless so they were um, you'd wonder could they maybe have done a little bit better to, to, to help out the right back at the for the goal at the death but by and large they were very very good they looked they know the roles as I say it did help having, having the powerhouse like Polina run around in front and, and doing so much work just in front of them but no they, they look a good side they look a good side I'm so impressed with Pereira I really am um, you know I, I, I'd i seen bits of him here and there and I knew he had something about him but just watching the overall package of him there today he he really is like a a Bruno Fernandes when Bruno Fernandes is at his best arguably even has a little bit more in, in the sense that his, his reaction when his team didn't have the ball was excellent really really excellent I thought he was one of these guys who'd maybe coast a little bit um, and you know only comes alive when his team had the ball but he was working so so hard um, off the ball as well he's a, he's an impressive player and yeah they've, they've, they've got a lot going for them they've got a lot going for him but no doubt Mitrovic back at, at centre forward will be the, the key to them if they want to continue to move the right way up the table we both saw Palinia, the man you mentioned just there. He had a brilliant game today playing against the Republic of Ireland in that last World Cup qualifying campaign. Uh, probably not one of the players that would have really stood out in those couple of games, but he, he was sensational today. And as you said, you just wonder, is he going to get into that Portugal starting team and what other players could be getting ahead of him? But well, just maybe talk to me about what makes him such a good player. He covered every blade of grass, Stephen. He really, really did. Um, you know, it's just the amount of times I'd, I'd love to see his numbers. The amount of times that he seemed to either an interception or a tackle come away with the ball and seemed to use the ball correctly every time. He really, really did. Willian in the first half, and I think. He's got a big football IQ as well because in the first half he was consistently giving it to Willian because he knew Willian had, had Malassia in trouble and he kept giving him the ball. And then in the second half, Willian started to tire and I think Polina caught that and the next thing they hit Dan James down the right-hand side and all of a sudden all the passes that Polina was playing left, he now started to fire them right instead of firing them left and was setting Dan James away and he was now the electric kind of out ball for them there. So big, big, you know, real, real intelligence about the way he goes about things and... Um, yeah, I couldn't have been more impressed with them today. No, I couldn't. Just to finish on Fulham, because you obviously do think they're they're going to be okay this season as regards to surviving in the Premier League. But on the Irish international that is there, Shane Duffy, we, we obviously can't speculate on, on, on what's going on there because Stephen Kenny, the Republic of Ireland manager, said during the week it's personal reasons that he's out of the squad. So that's between himself and the manager. But he has only played, I think it's five Premier League games and coming off the bench play, maybe playing a minute or two so it doesn't look good maybe when you've got a 35 year old American centre half mm. playing ahead of him albeit he's playing really well Tim Ream it's hard to get him out of that starting team but it's not great for Shane is it? 
No, no, and it's very hard to see how he gets into the team. Looking at that that performance today, the centre halves did well. The team, the team itself did well. Um, look, he's he's going to be sitting on the bench a bit longer. That's for sure. I don't know. Is he is he happy enough that that's going to be his role going forward, or is it the sort of one where are, do they look at at options for moves? Would Fulham be willing to let him go? I'm sure when he went there, the intention was to to be a starter, and he would have seen himself as a starter. And I think we all probably expected him to come in and be a starter there, but just hasn't worked out from that way for whatever reason um, yeah impossible to know what's going on on, on on regards to the international side of things you know as we say Stephen just said personal reasons you can't dig any more into it other than that I was wondering would that result in him not being available or part of the squad today but as you say no look he, he was there so not 100% sure what's going on there he's been outstanding for Ireland for the best part of a decade I suppose really so he has um, a brilliant player with a, with a really brilliant attitude and you would hope that his his career at both club and international level doesn't just peter out from here on. Um, I would say there's still life in him yet, but it looks as though he may need to move away if he wants regular football again this season. Yeah, really good fella, Shane Duffy. So, hope everything works out for him. But uh, moving on to Manchester United, that's a really important win for them, Shane. That closed the gap on Spurs to three points. Um, Spurs, of course, in that fourth position for the Champions League. So, just going... This United team, they've been so inconsistent this season... But even with that in mind, and also the fact that Ten Hag still seems to be searching for his best team, to be just three points off the top four with a game in hand over Tottenham, that's pretty good when they're going into the World Cup break. Look, there's two ways for Ten Hag to look at today's game. You know, on the positive, on the plus side, he's got to be absolutely delighted with three points there because that you know Fulham are a good side. I don't think too many people are, or too many teams are going to go there and and come away with three points. So he's he has to be you know really really happy with that side of it. But the performance, like how many of his players played well today? Like Marshall, not 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 good enough for me. Alanga, not good enough. Bruno Fernandez, awful really. Let's mm. be honest. Um, Rashford, so so. Malassia really really struggled in the first half. You know, really, you're looking and you're saying Casemiro was decent. Eriksson was decent. Two centre halves did well. Luke Shaw, but at least half his team, you know didn't have a great performance really so they didn't and they've got out of jail because a talented teenager has has come in and, and, and bailed them out so there's huge room for improvement as I say look they'll be delighted to pick up three points on a day where they were well well below their best but he'll also be a little bit concerned as to why was the performance you know so far off what they're capable of When you look at <clears throat> excuse me just maybe to, to, to pick up on Fernandez because you mentioned him and I know during the commentary you, you gave him praise for that uh, for, for setting up the goal for Ericsson but after that then, he just seemed to fall away, didn't he? And and there was some stuff that he did in the second half. You were just kind of scratching your head, kind of thinking, how can a, a really top pro and one of the inspirational figures in that Manchester United dressing room do things like this? Yeah, and look, his body language as well, you know, it, at times it, it lets him down. As I said to you, it, look, it, it was his 100th appearance for, for Manchester United today and only three players ever in the Premier League have managed to, to amass more goals or assists over their first 100 games. Like, that's how influential he has been. He has been an outstanding player for, for Manchester United. And for whatever reason, you know, we've seen of late again that he seems to step up and be even better when Ronaldo was, he doesn't have to share the pitch with, with Ronaldo. But that wasn't the case today. Um, he had one or two moments, so he, he, he did well for... For for Ericsson, he did well for the one where he tried to put um, Marshall in behind, but the the keeper did sweep very very well. But 
overall his contribution was was poor a lot of sloppiness a lot of sloppiness and a lot of pouting again mm. you know and we've all seen that clip during the week where he's tried to buy buy the foul and he's he's kind of public enemy number one at the moment so he is and you know rather than rise to that challenge today he didn't see him up for it look we spoke earlier about you know who's minding themselves I think there was definitely maybe an element mm. of that going on with him today too and just looking at the United squad, because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure Ten Hag will be happy where he is at the moment with the position in the table with the squad that he has there. But, and look, they had injuries today, the likes of Varane, Dallow, a lot of important injuries in, in important positions. But he'll be happy to get where he is with that squad. But when you look at the squad in general, it just, there seems to be not too much balance in that squad. I think he still has a bit of rebuilding to to, to do there over another couple of transfer windows. Yeah, he does. He does because, I mean, you made the good point when I said that I, I wasn't too sure if moving Fernandez to the right-hand side was uh, was the best way of trying to, to shore up the right-hand side defensively. You made the point, well, who else had he? What other options had he? Do yeah. you know there there wasn't anybody he could go to there that he knew would would go in in front of Malasia and 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 get do a good shift going up and down the field for him there. So his options really were thin on the ground today. Um, we spoke about you know with Joe about Marshall before the game. It's just you literally don't know what you're going to get with him every time he he steps out onto the field. Um, Alanga, you know he's well and truly been put into the shade by by Garnacho now. Um, you know at this moment in time. You'd be looking and you'd be saying, you know, how Garnacho couldn't be a regular starter when they come back. I, I really don't know because he's he's exactly what they need on the field. They got away with not starting him today. They're not going to get away with not starting him, you know, in every game. Um, and what do you think of the argument that well, he's young, as as you and Joe spoke before the game as well, quite correctly. That you know there was talk before this game about his attitude. That Ten Hag himself made a point of it, and uh, I think it was Ericsson as well. But so, how do you find the balance there between? You know, we got to be careful with this fella. You know, bring him into a professional career really slowly and steadily. But he's doing really, really good things and scoring winning goals. So maybe we do have to start him in every game. Oh, I'll be honest, Stephen. I I let him at it now. I let him at yeah. it for a while. And look, you know, you give him a handful of games. You know, he might be electric in the first two or three. Then fellas might start to figure him out a little bit more, and it might tail off towards game four, game five, and then pull him back out of sight. Then, um, and now start to give him a few minutes here and there, but. You know, if with the confidence level he's got at the moment, and you know, the the just the place becomes electric when he's when he's on the ball. To me, I I would think he has to he has to get a run of games. And as I say, I understand. You know, you can't they can't be heading into the second half of the season relying on this man week in week out for the whole second half of the season. Don't get me wrong, that's not what I'm saying. But I but I'd give him a little run at it now for the next while, so I would most certainly. And then, as I say, yeah, then maybe pull him back out after after three or four games. Just to finish, Shane, we are going into the World Cup. Who's your fancy? Who's my fancy? Look, it's it's maybe the heart over the head a little bit, but I'd I'd, I'd absolutely love to see Argentina to do it. You know, I'm just I, I'm, I'm messy to me. I I've never seen anything like him in my lifetime. I think he's absolutely exceptional, and I think the only thing that people can hold over him is that he hasn't won a World Cup, and I'd I'd love to see him be able to put that one to bed. Absolutely. Thanks a million, Shane.